0: or the verse is good every verse in the bhagavatam is sweet right. okay oh look at this idam sariram Purusashya mohanam yes, wait a minute wait a minute it's moha mohajam moha yeah the source of illusion All right Mohajam Idam Shari Ram Purushasya Mohajam Idam Shari Ram Purushasya Mohajam Yatag Yata Pritag poticam Iyate Griham Yato takai par tiva tajasira jana Yato daraya Kalena vikrito vinasyati Kalena jato Idam purushasya mohajam Yatha pritak poticam iate griham. Yatha poticam iate. partiva twaijasarjana. Kalena jato vikrito vinasyati. Iram Sariram Purushasya Mohajam, Yatapritag yate Griham, Yatapritag Botikam Eate Kalena jato vikrita vinasya ti. Idam shariram purusha shama Idam shariram purusha shama ha jam. Yatha pratah bothe yathā <speaking in> the Kai party Vajaja Chana Kale Najato Vikrito venaśyati Idam sarīrāṁ Ram Purusasya Mohajam Idam Sari Ram Purusasya Yohajam Pritag Botikami Yategriham yato dakai pārtī vātai jasair janāha kalena jato vikvito kalena jato vikvito vināshyati idam mohajam Yathā pritāg bodhikāṁ īyateguṁ ām. Yathā dhākāi pārti vādhāyja sa'e
1: jana. Yathā dhākāi pārti vādhāyja Kālēna jātā vikritā
0: vināsyaṁ Kālēna jātā vikritā vināsyaṁ Idam sariram Dam Mohajam Idam saridam purusyam hohajam <coughs> Yatha prithagbhoti kami yate kriham Yatha janaha Yidam. Yidam. this, yes. shri body, purushashya, of the conditioned soul, the condition soul. Mohajam. Mohajam, born of ignorance, ignorance. yata, just as, Yitāk. pritak, Yitā. separate, separate. bhautikam, material, Iyate, is seen, griham, a house, yata, just as, udakai, with water, partiva, with earth, taijasai, and with fire, janaha, the conditioned soul, kalena, in due, In due course of time, Jataha, Ja'taha. Born. born, Vikritaha, Vikritaha. transformed, born. Vinasyati. Shri Guruve Namaha Shri Chaitanya bistam Vistham Sthapitam Dhena Bhuttale Svayam Rupakadamahayam padanti kam. Mukam Karoti Vachalam pangum Langayate Garim Yad Kripa Tamaham Bande Shri gurum Dinata idam shariram, this body, purushasya mohajam, the purusha, the living entity, the person, Uh, out of ignorance, born from ignorance, mohajam, Uh, thinks that he's a product of the material energy Mm. and so therefore thinks I am this body or the example given here is I am this house or Prabhupada often would refer to the motor car. Uh, You know, when, when people are uh, have a, there's an accident, then the owners of the car hop out and berate each other. You hit me! Right. Of course they did. The, the vehicles collided, not the individual drivers. So this is ignorance, this identification with the, with the body. mohoyam mamamiti, isn't it, Mohayam, this illusion that we are the body. Although, of course, there's a combination of the material elements and the spirit soul and uh, without the presence of the soul, the body doesn't work, so there is a connection. Right? Just like microphone doesn't work without a battery. The material elements won't in and of themselves move without the presence of the soul. But the point that's being made here is that the material elements and a living entity always exist in they, they, they each have their separate identity. And that the um, living entity always remains transcendental to the comings and goings of the material nature. Right? But because of the covering potency of the material energy, The the spirit soul is actually superior to the material energy, right? By itself, the material energy doesn't move. Dull matter can't move by itself. It requires the presence of the superior energy, the living entity, for its... um, uh, what should we call it? For the for the interactions, for the movement, for the um, uh, action, I guess. You know, it's 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 seen sometimes that a child is born but stillborn. Right? great tragedy for the parents. Because for some period of time the child is alive within the womb but uh, at at the point between uh, residing in the womb and growing in the womb and being born uh, the, the living entity leaves the body. And so the child is born with all of the material elements intact apparently but no life and so and, and you know you can try shocking it with electricity you can try injecting drugs you can try all sorts of things but you won't bring the the body back to life so the the important element is the 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 spirit soul which gives energy right? The, the jivatma gives, lev- gives energy or what we call life to the, the body of the individual. Just as the paramatma or the super soul gives power and energy to the m- running of the whole universe. Huh? That the, the spiritual spark or the spiritual energy has to be present in order for the material energy to work. Huh? Just like we see the whole material creation is moving, right? And all moving, apparently, to some order or structure or plan, right? Although we can't see the energy behind it, we just see the external functioning. But not it's very difficult to actually perceive the spiritual energy within the whole creation. And, and similarly, also difficult to see the spiritual energy working within our bodies. Except when, you know, when the spirit soul goes, poof, gone, right? And then we, what are we left with? Dead body, huh right? Dead body. So it's a bit of a paradox. It's a paradox in one sense that we see work, as it's described here, the material energy is separate from the spiritual energy, but the material energy doesn't work without the presence of the spirit soul. And so with that connection between the spirit soul and the material energy, we get the formation of this ahankara, right? This misidentification with the material body. And, and And it's very interesting because The spiritual, and and as a consequence, logically, we can understand, therefore, that the spiritual energy is superior to the material energy, right? Yet, when the spiritual energy gets mixed up, like the example Prabhupada gives, drops of water falling from the sky are pure, right? The water is pure, clear, sweet tasting, unadulterated. But when the, when the drops of water falling from the cloud hit the dirt, right? And then get mixed up with the dirt, the pure identity of the water, the presence of the water is covered by the fact that we've got, what do you get when you mix dirt with water? Huh? Mud, <laughs> yeah. You know, they say sometimes, clear as mud, right? <laughs> so even though, the water is mixed up with the dirt, and so exists in its pure state. Because it's fallen into the dirt, it's, it's pure identity is lost, right? So even though the spirit soul is transcendental to and superior to the material energy, yet the material energy covers its pure identity, uh, presence is pure identity, the pure identity of the living entity is lost because it gets covered over by the material energy, which is supposed to be inferior, but it has potency. Well, so it's described how in the, in the creation, there's the uh, spiritual energy, the supreme pure, the, the personality of Godhead and all of his expansions. And then there's the jiva, that's us. And then there's the material energy, the prakriti. Uh, um, and and the, the, the living entity whilst being part and having qualities, the qualities of the pure spiritual energy, it is considered tatashta is the, the Sanskrit word, tatashta. So there's the antaranga shakti, which is the spiritual energy. There's the tattashta shakti, which is the, 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 the um, marginal energy, the living entity, and then there's the material energy, and and uh, the prakriti. And the um, tattashta shakti can be influenced by either the spiritual energy or the material energy. That's why it's called marginal. Uh, and And, Uh, in the exercise of one's independence and one's separate identity from Krishna one then becomes subject to and, and conflicted by the influence of the material energy and under that influence then the living entity rather than understanding their spiritual source or their spiritual identity the influence of the material energy is such that it covers over one's original um, identification and, and puts us under the influence of that ahankara, or that false identification with the material energy. And so we think in terms of what are the examples given here? Or what's the example given in the verse? My house. house, my house right my car you see that with children you know they they get given a toy and then if you try to take it from them mine 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 right mine 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 and adults too it's not it's not it's not just children <laughs> children just make more of a childish they have a childish approach to things. Adults are more sophisticated. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, although, you know, there's that story of Srila Prabhupada, <clears throat> and, and it really is a difference in, perspe- in, in perception, because Prabhupada made the comment, you know, that, that this is my watch, right? Krishna's given it to me, and if you try to take it, I'll fight you for it. Right? <laughs> huh? So so there is a legitimate sense of possession, right? There is a legitimate sense of possession. But under the influence of the material energy, the living entity thinks that they're a product of the material energy, not a product of the spiritual energy. Right? This is, why we ha- this, is, this is why we hear the Bhagavatam every day, right, our process. Even the Bhagavatam says this is our very means of conquest, right? And, and in the third canto, third canto, or the fourth canto, it's described how by the performance of bhakti, this false ego is gradually dissolved. This false identification with the material energy is gradually dissolved. By this constant analysis, this constant uh cultivation of seeing everything from the spiritual perspective, not looking at things from the material perspective, right? You know, the the the, the, the modern paradigm is, you know, wake up in the morning and read the news, right? Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. What's that? WhatsApp. Yeah. What's the news? What's it? Snapchat. Snapchat. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> and it's, it's all Prajopa. <laughs> 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 it's all, and it's all Hama you know, I and mine. I and mine, whereas for the devotees, it's rise early, worship the spiritual master, worship the deities, chant Hare Krishna, study the Bhagavatam. And so the the emphasis then is on a cultivation of spiritual identification and a worldview of seeing everything in relationship to the spiritual Perspective, very important. <clears throat> and and so, what happens is with the cultivation of this, you know, basically, Prema Bhakti, uh, the Panchanga Prema Bhakti recommended by Rupa Goswami, our process is first of all, associate with the devotees, right? Adol, well, First of all, have some faith that God exists, right? Ado shraddha. you know, I I, I, I remember as a teenager, um, uh, you know, believing in God was unpopular, at least amongst my friends, so it wasn't something that you admitted to (laughs) unless you wanted to be heckled, you know, or teased or bullied. So, um, uh, but I used to, um, I used to think about things, and, and I could see how the universe is all moving according to structure, according to plan, right? Sun comes up, at a certain, and, it's, and it's predictable too, right? There, there, there's an almanac and you can know exactly when the sun rises every day, and you know when the sun sets every day. You can know at any particular location on the beach at what height the water's going to be. Right? The tides, You know, the fishermen and the shipping people can accurately predict all of the, the workings of the waterways, for example. And there's, a summer, there's, there's the summer, and the, you know the seasons work according to a plan. So I, I used to be scratch. I'd be scratching my head, thinking, "There's so much structure in what goes on within the creation. There's actually somebody behind this, <laughs> right? Doesn't happen by chance. You know, what do you get out of an explosion? Usually." What do you get out of an explosion? That's right, a mess. You get a mess. Look at, look at the earthquakes in Turkey at the moment. Speaking of houses, right? People are very attached to their houses. But now look what's happened, crunch. The house is the cause of their destruction, right? You know, it's interesting, isn't it? We live in a house and we think we're protected. We think we're protected, but then all of a sudden that protection just comes crashing down around us and we want to get out of the house. (laughs) It's a source of suffering. So the, the, um, the study of the Bhagavatam, the whole practice of of bhakti, beginning with having that faith that there's a purpose in life, right? That there's a higher purpose, it's not all just the pursuit of material um, uh, possessions. But rather, there's a higher purpose is what inspires devotees or those who, who uh, uh, have some piety and, and see that there's a higher purpose in life to come together so the first thing is to associate with the devotees because of that faith and also because in the association of the devotees there's that cultivation of knowledge there's that introspection there's that op- there's that desire for and that opportunity too, to be introspective and look into the, you know, the, the hidden meaning of life. Right? And of course, it's not hidden because that's why Krishna has spoken the Bhagavad Gita. that's why Vyasadeva has given us uh, the Vedanta Sutra and the, you know, the Vedanta Sutra is basically the condensed, a um, description of what the purpose of life is, right? This hidden, what, what would ordinarily be hidden, but actually is available for everybody, but really only available for those who have that faith in the first place to inquire, what is the real purpose of life? Seeing the, seeing the uh, te- temporality of material existence and, and the, the superficiality of, of material existence. So there's that inquiry atato what is it atato brahma Right. now we've come to the human form of life time to inquire what is the purpose of life right so uh, that association of the devotees in the association of the devotees what do we do what do we do in the association of devotees huh Chanting Hare Krishna, yes. And what else? Yeah, hearing the Bhagavatam and worshipping the deity, right? Living in a and if you do all of those things, you're living in a sacred place. And of course, and, and so what happens is that by this training we learn to basically do everything for Krishna. Our our daily meditation becomes service to Krishna, service to the deities, right? Prabhupada says, nothing second class, right? Everything has to be first class for Krishna. So this is how a devotee comes to the transcendental platform very easily by this process. A devotee comes to the transcendental platform where everything that they do imperceptibly is on the transcendental platform. Even a neophyte, Bhagavatam says, even the third-class devotee is liberated by these activities, right? We don't recognise the degree of advancement that we make imperceptibly by the practice of bhakti, very powerful. Extraordinarily powerful, even for the third-class devotees. That's the Kanishta. Kanishta Adikari, who, who um, uh, uh, is considered, you know, the lower-class devotee. But actually, the lower-class devotee is already way, 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 way more advanced than anybody else, right? Transcendental, practically speaking, if their activities are performed according to the instructions of the spiritual master, right? Rises early, chances rounds, goes to the program. Here's the Bhagavatam, does his service, sticks to the principles. Then that that devotee is considered, what is it, iha dasya hari dasya, Kamana mana jivan muk. What is it? Nicholas uh, su jivan muktasa uchate Right? It is said. uchate right? We have the uchu means to speak, isn't it? Yeah. So it is said that person who's engaged in Krishna's service is jivan mukta, kamana manasagira, their actions, their thoughts and their words are all in relationship to Krishna. This is why, you know, the the following the instruction of the spiritual master is the real, that's the real mercy of the guru, right? The real mercy of the spiritual master is to be given the instructions and why we worship Rupa Goswami, because Rupa Goswami has given us, and why Srila Prabhupada translated the Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu, and interestingly, the nectar of instruction, right? Because they're basic instructions for, here's what Hare Krishna's do, right? Here's what we do to become uh, liberated. You yeah, and, and it's interesting, you know, even though a devotee looks like other people, right? Run, we're running around doing so many things, running restaurants, you know, going to the bank, negotiating with the council, you know, having fights with your neighbours, <laughs> stuff like, all the things that everybody else does. So it looks the same. The activities look the same, but the activities are not the same because the goal of the activities of the devotee is for Krishna's pleasure and for Krishna's satisfaction and for the pleasure of the devotees. And so the purpose is transcendental. So, you know, when Prabhupada says, this is my watch and I'll fight you for it, the consciousness of Srila Prabhupada is, this is actually Krishna's, right? The watch is Krishna's, but I've been given custody or or I've been given, yeah, I have custody of that watch. I use it for Krishna's service. So uh, the motivation is purely spiritual and Prabhupada commented at how you know they used to have, they gave Prabhupada a digital watch, right? You know this story? They gave Prabhupada a digital watch, but you had to press a button on it to lighten, light it up so that you could see it. Digital watches weren't very sophisticated in those days. <laughs> These days, you know, your watch is off and you pick your hand up and you can see it, right? But in those days, you had to press a button to turn on the light so you could actually see the time. A Prabhupada made a comment, he said, before I could just pick up my watch and look at it. <laughs> I didn't have to touch it, now I have to touch it to see the time. So he wasn't that impressed. <laughs> <laughs> a digital watch is a lot more sophisticated now. Uh, <clears throat> actually, you know, this watch that I have now is more sophisticated than the than the PC that I had in 1985, <laughs> yeah. you know, this has got a gigabyte of RAM. I think I had, you know, we had. If you had um, 640k RAM in your computer, that was like, wow, that's a lot of lot of memory, right? <laughs> so anyway, uh, the the activities of a devotee are purely performed for Krishna's pleasure. Now as a consequence of that, then the consciousness is elevated, right? And purified. So that the identification isn't with the body anymore. The identification is on the spiritual platform. So the devotee, there's a connection with the body In the Bhagavad Gita it mentions the consciousness of a devotee, how he sees pebbles and gold the same, right? Sees everything from a transcendental point of view and without a sense of possessiveness, without a sense of possessiveness, still part of the material world but also Aloof from it, transcendental to it. Right? Jiva mukta sauchite, a liberated person develops the consciousness of being separate from the body the, and sees the body acting, but doesn't identify with it. This is the this is the elevated consciousness of a devotee who. Practices this very simple process, actually. This is why bhakti is sometimes confusing for people, because it is so powerful, yet so simple. right? Chana Hari Krishna, although not so not so it's simple, but n- not necessarily easy, right. I was reading an article yesterday about a um, Christian um, scholar written by a Christian scholar who was, had w- went to a, um, went to an ISKCON communications seminar. And he made a comment that um, it's interesting to see all of the devotees and how intent they are on chanting their japa. <laughs> right? And he said, they don't smile at you when they see you and say good day. They're just <laughs> <laughs> Very serious. Right? And he made a comment. It'd be nice if the devotees were a bit more friendly. <laughs> and of course, the devotees are friendly. It's just the the chanting of Hare Krishna is. Even if we say it's simple. It is not so simple actually. Right? Controlling the mind is not that easy. And that's that's confirmed by Arjuna in the Bhagavad Gita, by the way, right? He says to Krishna, you know, what is it? Chanchalam Himana Krishna, my mind is all over the place. (laughs) But by this constant practice, Bhagavad Krishna says, yes, the mind will be disturbed, but there's a practice, right? And the practice is keep bringing the mind back. the mind will wander, but keep bringing it back under control. So by this process, Looks simple, not so simple. Application is actually requires what is it? Utshanish daryat, requires constant endeavor. Tat Ad, tat karma pravartanat, adherence to the regulated to the rules, basically. But the the benefits, the the accrued benefits of following bhakti are enormous right the kali age is worshipped by the demigods right so what would ordinarily be achieved after tens of thousands of years of practicing the the yoga system, right, can be achieved in a few years in the age of Kali by this process of bhakti. Right? So the process of bhakti should never be minimised or, or um, uh, diminished or, you know, seen in a diminished way. It's it, the potency is, is uh, should never be underestimated. Because the same elevated consciousness that was, was earned by the yogis practising for tens of thousands of years can be acquired in the Kali Yuga by, by this process in a few years, huh? so very powerful. So um, this ahankara or, you know, this identification with the car, with the house, with the body, right, is easily transcended by one who follows the process of bhakti. And that's that's the, the, you know, these basic, uh, associate with the devotees chant, basically chant 16 rounds and kirtan, Right, sankirtan for us, sankirtan. Prabhupada says, you know, chant Hare Krishna and go on sankirtan. <laughs> what Prabhupada says, so that's kirtan, and also book distribution. Prabhupada, say, you know, so our preaching is sankirtan, kirtan, and then uh, study the Bhagavatam. Really critical. Study the Bhagavatam to develop that understanding of spiritual culture, and that we're not the body, that we're spiritual by nature, and and separate from the house, from the car, from the material vehicles, and um, worship the deity. And that's important too, very important, because that helps us to identify with Krishna as the proprietor, right? Krishna's the proprietor, And what I do is for him. This body is his. This motor car is his. This house is his, right? You know, at some point, I'm gonna get kicked out of the body, right? At some point, I'm gonna be out of the house. Uh, But by developing the right consciousness and understanding it's just a temporary, this is a temporary vehicle. I can leave it with faith that I'm gonna to go to another vehicle. I'll get another one, right? Prabhupada says death is like going to sleep, right? And then rebirth is like waking up again. I mean, you know, in a human form of life, it takes, about, uh, it takes about 25 years to actually get to the point of waking up <laughs> and understanding one's you know, identity again. That's why it's recommended. And there's a lot of distractions in between, right? <laughs> better not to, Prabhupada says, you know, better not to do it again. Yeah. But, but there's a good chance we will. Right? Good chance we will. <clears throat> but the value, this underlines the value of devotional service and the value of good association, right? We see that in the story of Bharat Maharaj, where because of bad association, he had to take birth again as an animal, right? But because of good association, he was able to, you know, be, uh, um, get the association of the devotees, even in the life of an animal, of a deer, and in his next life, then again a, a devotee, yeah okay so any I might finish here any comments or questions on not being the body
1: so in the verse it mentions that a man thinks himself I- identical with his house so is that like literally like, like the, the people literally think that they are their house
0: if I come and punch you on the nose what do you reckon you're going to think (laughs) what are you going to say my nose (laughs) you hit me well that's interesting you see we might say my nose uh and and that gives us an indication that we're actually not the nose right because we say my nose so who's the who's the me that possesses the nose that's something separate from the nose right but yeah Because of that bodily identification, we will tend to, you know, think, you hit me, especially in that kind of a traumatic situation. Yeah. Hare
1: Krishna Prabhu. So, we see that um, you give the example of water, the soul, with the body doesn't move, the soul has to be there. Yes. And then um, we see that we need a house, we need a body, Yeah. we need matter. Yes. And uh, we do spiritual activities so that we can come out. At the same time, in order to take care of the body and matter, we do certain activities. How do you draw a line so that you don't You know go too much because you need to take care you can't.
0: Or we go too much not looking after it.
1: Yeah that is also there and yeah and And because of doing material activities you get like again and again entangled. Yeah. So you become spiritual when you're doing spiritual activity and then when you're doing material you become materialistic again.
0: Yeah. Um, So Yukta Hari Viharasya, Yukta Chaitasa, Yukta Kamana Chaitasa, Yukta Swapnava Bodasya, Yogo Bavati Dukkaha. Krishna recommends regulation. So, um, And, and basically, having a balance. So, so the question is how to have a balanced life, so that we've got spiritual cultivation is is on the ascendance, and and our material necessities are properly taken care of. Right? We don't want the material activities to 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 to. to um, cover our spiritual progress, right? And,
1: yeah. and more like, can we perform bhakti in a comfortable material situation?
0: Can we perform bhakti in a comfortable situation? Yes, we can. And no, we can't, right? Because the, the paradox of material existence is that it can never be comfortable. <laughs>
1: Like with, with completely
0: comfortable, right? Yeah. Could never be completely comfortable. Um, and why is that? Because of Jamma Mitra Jaravi right? We know Dukkha right? But at the same time, Prabhupada does say, and the and Acharyas teach us, and even our personal experience, right? We don't have possessions, right? I don't own a house, you don't own a house, I don't own right? A house. We don't own a house, we don't own a car, right?
1: <laughs> no. <laughs> no.
0: But we live in a house, right? You live in a house, don't you? Yeah. Yep, you have a house. We know. live in, you know, one of the, what's that? Albert Park, so yeah, we live, you know, I couldn't have imagined before I became a devotee that I would live in one of the best, you know, the poshest suburbs of Melbourne, yeah. right, for 40 years or whatever. And I don't own a house. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> you, don't, you, you don't own a house, but how long have you lived in Albert Park
1: for? Uh, <laughs> Fifteen
0: years now? Yeah. Right. And and. Um, do you get fed? Do they feed you? <laughs> <laughs> do they feed you? Yeah, they get fed. Everything. Right. Yeah. Prabhupada used to say to people, you know, because um, they would criticise it, criticise the devotees, you know, why don't you get a job? <laughs> <laughs> of course, thinking you know that dwaita is just chanting Hare Krishna all day long and doing nothing. Uh, so, Prabhupada would say to people, you know, well, if you if you think you know that um, we're living a superior life and we're just taking things easy, why don't you come and join us? <laughs> so, so, so it it's it's clear that those who pursue a spiritual life are actually looked after by Krishna right they may not have anything personally for themselves but Krishna still looks after them right I've never had a day when I didn't get something to eat and you know didn't have a house to live in right and and um haven't had a vehicle to do what I needed you know for for myself or for the service that I've done so in that context yes it is possible to have a comfortable life right but a devotee doesn't look at those facilities or those um possessions as being his own he sees them in relationship to Krishna, and Krishna provides those facilities for the devotees to serve, right? And and um, I remember when when the devotees, it uh, was Marama and Bala, came to Adelaide, and I saw the devotees from Melbourne. They came from Melbourne. I said, oh, these, these guys look pretty together. They had nice wigs, <laughs> they wore suits, you know, they were well-dressed. And so, um, I was thinking, yeah, the devotees from Melbourne are pretty together. <laughs> Adelaide was a much smaller temple and had less facility, right? Of course, now it's, 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 it's commensurate, you know, it's, it's not as um, small. There's more opulence, even for the devotees in Adelaide, which was, it's not as big as Melbourne, but still there's opulence. So you see where there's preaching and where there's active engagement in Krishna service, that service is so attractive that it it attracts wealth and uh, opulence, right? And so the devotees living in that environment it's like, you know, if you're the servant of the king and you live in the king's palace, this is how Prabhupada explains it, then you get looked after as good as the king. But right? of course, the devotees don't take it for themselves, they keep it simple. So that's one element, one aspect, right, of comfort, so called comfort, right? And that's not actually considered to be material comfort. That's actually spiritual opulence, right? So, now, but will there be problems? Will there be issues? Of course, yes. We still go through the jamra michu jara right? Illness, even when we're young and healthy still from time to time we're afflicted with pain and suffering, right? Uh, We still get old. We still have to die, right? So can we ever be free from the, you know, from the discomfort of mere material existence? No, of course not. So how to get the balance? And that's recommended by Rupa Goswami, recommended by the Acharyas, that life of regulation. And, and so and we engage in those material activities that are necessary basically to keep the one healthy and, and uh, um, fit for service. Right? And so that means we have to eat, we have to sleep, we have to uh, um, visit the doctor from time to time and get a health check and, um, you know, sometimes watch our diet because, you know, some things may be better or worse for us. So a, a devotee is, um, pays attention to the details, in order to basically keep the 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 physical their physical situation um, healthy for service effectively that's you know that's the main focus Um, and so generally speaking the devotees take care of their material needs, but to the point of needs, not to the point of wants, right? Needs as opposed to what we might want, so that we're fit for savor, basically. And, you know, for the brahmacharis, the sannyasis, for the renunciates, that's fairly simple. For the householders, there's a little bit more leeway, right? Um, man- managing wife and family, well, managing one's uh, family, the relationship with one's wife and one's children um, is a little more complicated. But basically the same principle applies. And and if that's then facilitating the chanting of Hare Krishna, the study of the Bhagavatam, the service to the deities, the association of the devotees, the result ends up being the same. And so you know, we see uh, the description of very exalted devotees as somebody sometimes the most wealthiest, most influential, like. Right? Uh, amarish maharaj is pretty much the epitome of bhakti right so krishna padara vindayo etc what is it vacham uh, se vai kunta gunanovana ne karo hare mandir marganadishu sultim acharya Chucha sato kato the description of Ambarish Maharaj, and his performance of bhakti. And, and he's our exemplar, and he's the emperor of the whole universe, practically speaking. So how wealthy is he? <laughs> phenomenally wealthy, phenomenally influential, yet by um, uh, by dint of his humility and his engagement in the very basic practices of bhakti. Right? He's, the, he's the emperor of the whole universe, practically speaking, Ambarish Maharaj, is so powerful a personality, but what does he do? He thinks of Krishna, um, uh, um, he associates with the devotees, he goes to the temple, right? Karo harir mandira. And then what does he do when he gets to the temple? Clean. Dishu. He cleans the temple. Right. He doesn't go to the temple and everybody bows down to him because he's the, the emperor of the universe. He goes to the temple and looks at the roster and says, can I clean the temple room? <laughs> can I clean, the, can I put out the rubbish? Basically, right, that's marjana. Cleansing the temple, which means putting out the rubbish, right, realistically. So here's the emperor of the whole universe, but what does he do? He comes and does a bhakta service. So, so washes the pots, effectively, huh? So here's the exemplar of a devotee and you see that you know there are some devotees here who just like to come to the temple to do service and they don't actually care what kind of service they do they happily do whatever they is offered because the bhakti rasa you know the 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 pleasure that they get from just doing anything far exceeds anything else that they could possibly do, right? So, um, they're happy, you know, to just be at the temple and uh, just be a bhakta like Ambarish Maharaj. (laughs) And, And then that gives the highest, you know, that gives the highest of realizations and the highest experience. So much so, you know, I remember when Chicharup and I used to first go to the temple, we'd love to do service, but things would get pretty intense. we think, "Pooh, I've got to get out of this place. <laughs> 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 got to go home and have a break, you know. But then the next morning, oh, I've got to get back to the temple. <laughs> got to get back and do something. Right? So very interesting. There's one of the marijis, she was complaining to me, my daughter always wants to stay at the temple. Right. I can't get her to come home. <laughs> right. And then I said, I, was, I said to her, what do you do? I notice that you spend a lot of time at the temple. I think she gets it from you. <laughs> 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 And that's true, she she said, yes. Huh? You know Suchitra? Suchitra's always at the temple. I said, Suchitra, what are you doing here? <laughs> Don't you have a home to go to? <laughs> so, yeah, there's just. So So, that's why the devotees like to keep a balance, but it doesn't mean you have to be a pauper, right? And it's very interesting that we hear of the Goswamis, like Raghunath does, Rupa Goswami, Sanatan Goswami, Prabhupada says, Rupa Goswami slept about two hours a day, right? Uh, because of his absorption in his, you know, basically, these devotees, who, on the, transcend even the material platform, they're so deeply absorbed in their siddha deha, their their swarupa, right, that their nourishment comes from the spiritual platform, not from the material platform, right not to be imitated, not to be imitated. You know, so, you know, we shouldn't think, oh yeah, I only sleep two hours a night, therefore I'm a Paramahamsa, right? No, that may just be stupidity, (laughs) Uh, fanaticism. That kind of elevated renunciation will only come from a deep absorption in, you know, Fully, full realisation basically of one's spiritual identity. But while we're in the sadhana stage, you know, of bhakti, we need to have a fairly balanced life, right? Um, and look after those material things. Otherwise, you know, imitation of advanced uh, devotees will end up in Disaster. Uh, it won't, won't be a good outcome, and so therefore, <coughs> uh, you know, following the footsteps of somebody like Ambarish Maharaj, who's a very, you know, was considered not as elevated as a big yogi like Durvasa, right? This is the the lesson that we can learn from Ambarish Maharaj, <coughs> and and who Durvasa Muni looked down upon effectively, right? <clears throat> um, but who, ended up being, who was eventually ex- revealed as the more advanced? Right? It was uh, Durvasa Muni was embarrassed because of his offensive treatment of Ambarish Maharaj. So Amarish Maharaj, albeit a smaller, so-called, smaller personality, not as big a yogi, was actually more elevated than Dvāsa Muni, who was the renunciate, right? Amarish Maharaj was the householder, Dvāsa Muni was the renunciate, but who was the most advanced? The bhakta. so much so that when Duvasamuni cursed Ambarish Maharaj, un, you know, unjustifiably, then Lord Vishnu sent his Sudhasana Chakra to, <laughs> to, to protect his devotee. Right? Very, very interesting story. So, you know, the cultivation of bhakti, especially for the householders, even though They may not be as renounced, right, if they're, what does Prabhupada say? Uh, A honest street sweeper is better than a charlatan meditator, (laughs) Prabhupada says, right? So, we shouldn't make a show. I'll tell you something that's really struck me in in my reading of the last few weeks is the humility of um, rupa and Sanatan and also the humility of lord chaitanya right the humility the sheer humility of these devotees is out, as, as, you know it's astounding um so um the devotee doesn't think of himself or herself as a big, 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 big personality. They're always thinking of themselves in a very humble way, right? This is, this is knowledge, learning, right? That, that extreme humility. So we see, when Rupa and Sanatan met Lord Chaitanya and they saw him from a distance, they merely fell on the ground, right? with straw in their (laughs) teeth right and and just um, prostrated themselves before Lord Chaitanya feeling themselves so fallen that they you know that they'd fallen into the association of the uh Mohammedan or you know of the malichas shall we say you know the the non-devotees right and so they felt th- they felt so embarrassed by that association right and that fallen condition and even lord chaitanya who's krishna himself right um, when he was invited to have prashadam in varanasi by the brahmana right and this is Krishna's arrangement too, Chandrasikara and Tapamishra Misra were embarrassed because the Mayavadi sannyasis were criticising Lord Chaitanya and they couldn't defeat them. And that, Prabhupada says, you know, you have to defeat them philosophically. If you can't do that, then you have to kill yourself. And if you can't do that, then you have to leave the place. Right. So they were big, they were great devotees. But not able to philosophically defeat the, 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 the Mayavadi sannyasis. So considered even though they're pure devotees, they're considered Prabhupada says they're considered Kanishta Adikaris, right? So when when um, and they pleaded with Lord Chaitanya, please help us, you know. So at that time a Brahmana came and invited them, Lord Chaitanya for prasadam, And ordinarily Lord Chaitanya wouldn't Accept invitations to associate with the mayavadi's, right? which they knew, and that's why they were criticizing him. Right, he was associating with the devotees and chanting Hare Krishna, and they were criticizing him. Why are you, why are you associating with these sentimentalists? Right, and and you know, there's this notion that the chanting and the dancing means just a sentimental understanding, no philosoph- philosophical understanding, right? Just sentiment. But in order to prove the point, Lord Chaitanya then accepted that invitation. And then he went to the, went to the uh, uh, Brahmana's house. And of course the Mayavati sannyasis were already there, sitting on an elevated platform, right. But Lord Chaitanya didn't sit on the elevated platform. He sat very humbly on, on, you know, where the shoes were kept. but then revealed his effulgence at the same time, you know. Very interesting. But what did he say when Prakash Satsvari and the Mayavadi sannyasi said, has something happened? You know, has there been some calamity, <laughs> right? Because they're thinking, you know, we're sannyasis, um, you, you should sit in the elevated position. Something must have happened to you to, to f- make you feel unhappy that now you have to sit on the floor, right? And of course Lord Chaitanya said, no. He said, most, sp- of uh, course then they said, you know, why are you chanting Hare Krishna with the sentimentalists? Why aren't you studying the, you know, the Vedanta Sutra? Which is the, which is the duty of the s- sannyasis. And, and um, Lord Chaitanya said, my spiritual master told me that I was a fool. <laughs> and he said, I should just chant Hare Krishna. But the humility you know the, the humility of his presentation and his and 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 his dedication to his guru right which is a sign of humility uh, it's, it's it's striking you know a great example for us um, is is to cultivate that humility I don't, I don't know. I'm speaking theoretically now, but that's what we should be doing here. <laughs> right? Humility, so and you see that with the devotees. They 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 actually like to just do any form of service. They're not thinking of a position. Right? But rather, okay, what do we what what's needed here? What's needed? And then work together cooperatively. You know, cooperatively to produce that first class outcome that Prabhupada wanted, you know, in cooperation and collaboration with the devotees. Um, and, you know, working in that environment cooperatively, not easy actually, that requires a lot of humility to work with everybody, right? And, and not want position. So, uh, you know, getting back to your original question, um, how do we keep the balance? Humility has got a lot to do with it, you know, being, and, and you know, what is it? What did Siddhanta Satswari Thakur say? Uh, right? I'm your servant. Right? Even Prabhupada um, was there was a story of uh, devotees were putting up a picture above Prabhupada's seat and they uh, you know they apologized to Prabhupada to ask him to, you know, move so they could do it. And Prabhupada said he was happy to do that. He said, actually, you can stand on my head to do service. <laughs> and that's exemplified by, you know, um, Lord Chaitanya in the in Jagannath Mandir and that elderly lady was so enthusiastic to see Lord Jagannath, she stood on Lord Chaitanya's shoulders, right? To see, see the deity, right? And Lord Chaitanya encouraged her. Well, he wasn't thinking, hey, I'm the Supreme Personality of it. What are you treading on me for? <laughs> He was happy because she was so eager to see Lord Jagannath. He was eager to serve her because of her keenness to see the Lord. So the, the mood of a devotee is not, you know, all we can learn from this, meditate on this, the I'm here to serve those devotees who are keen to serve Krishna, who are keen to... Please Krishna and, and um, um, that's a good element of keeping that balance in, in um, not allowing material pursuits to crowd out our devotional life and of course our devotional life is in the sangha of devotees right? um, our activities are actually non different from the sankatan pastimes of lord chaitanya in Narbadweep. what we're doing now is the same right that's the potency of of the sankatan movement So, you know, we think, oh, Lord Chaitanya and his pastimes, oh, it'd be nice to be an associate of Lord Chaitanya, but actually we already are, right? we the activities, and okay, they might have walked Jagannath Puri, and we fly, you know, by scoot or something like that, Singapore Airlines, we go to India. But that's the same activity, actually, right? as the residents of Kulinagram walking to Jagannath Puri for Association of Lord Chaitanya. That's the same as us getting a ticket and going to study at the VIHE in Vrindavan, right? Same activity, actually. So our, our activities are the same as the activities of the residents of Navadweep and Kulinagram and you know the activities of Advaita Acharya and Nichananda Prabhu and, and uh, Naratam and Shamananda and uh, what they what we're doing is the same as what they were doing huh? same thing and it has the same potency same potency we may not be as qualified as those devotees, but Srila Prabhupada has made our, you know, qualifications for us. So humility is probably one of the key ingredients to be successful in what we do. Certainly if Rupa Goswami and Sanatan Goswami and Lord Chaitanya are to be um, followed, right? Yeah. Does that make sense? Okay, who's feeling hungry? Okay, you can go for breakfast then. (laughs) Hare Krishna. Gwantarashimad Bhagavatam Ki Jai Sala Prabhupada Ki Jai. It's Narada Muni. No, no, actually it's Hiranyakashipu is speaking at the moment, right? Randy Kashipu is giving us spiritual instructions at the moment. Can you believe that?